The Gatos and Chad Show. Brought to you by Parker and Sons. Heating, cooling, plumbing, and electrical. A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. Spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, happy, happy Taco Tuesday, baby. Uh, we've got, uh, Becky, and what time does the Biden speech start? Seven? Seven o'clock, right after Arizona's evening news. All right, everybody, okay. It's got to be a great storyteller tonight, but I've been told. Boy, she's just got to plug her show in there. Six. That's Well, why wouldn't you? I don't know. You're going to give him a great lead in, and then he's going to just... <laughs> All right, we'll carry the uh, Biden State of the Union. We'll see if uh, people throw stuff at him or heckle him or, or all that kind of stuff. Or I don't know. Scream, you lie! Remember you lie! Uh, that, was, uh, that was Obama. Yeah, Obama's. Uh, and it's like, and everybody's all boo, and that's racist. And then, yeah, and everybody's like, you're the liar. And then they found, no, oh, that was gosh. actually true. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, we have talked about two issues here in the valley. First of all, homelessness. Yes, man, I, I just keep reading more about how every city in every state continues to go through this, and it's getting worse and worse and worse in this country. Now, Arizona. What, did we go up 22% over the last few years? Yeah. Okay. Mesa went up, what, 30-some percent? Crazy. It's just insane. So that's something that we spend a lot of time on. Now, since the Super Bowl is here, what we've spent a lot of time on as well, and I'm going to hook these two things together in a second, we've we spent time on hotel prices. Like, you know, Motel 6 was going for like 800 bucks somewhere near the Super Bowl, right? And, you know, how much it's costing people to come here uh, and pay. And so, yeah, a Motel 6 near the Super Bowl. Near Glendale, right? Uh, where the Cardinals lost all their games except one on a Thursday night. Which you didn't go to. Which I did not go to. The same stadium, by the way, that either the Chiefs or the Eagles will win in. And that will make them uh, win one more game in that building than the Arizona Cardinals did in their entire season. So because funny. both of those teams already won in that building earlier. Now, my point is this. We've got the Super Bowl here. We see that all these hotel prices are going up. Obviously, we've got the homeless crisis. There is um, some situations going on around town where let's just use Motel 6. Let's say that they are renting out a room to someone who does not have a home or an apartment. And that is their that is where they're living on a daily basis. They're getting kicked out. Here's the reason. If you can get more money Absolutely. from people that come in, you have to do that. It has nothing to do with the it's, Super Bowl, by the way. If they could get more money every day for that, they would They would ask people, if you can't pay it, you got to go. Yeah. They're but, not kicking but, them out. They're just saying, you guys can't afford what we can get well, for this right it's now. It's because of the Super Bowl yeah. that, the re- that the rates are going up. So think about people out there in the Valley who do not have a home. Their home is Motel 6, and those prices are now going up. Because of the Super Bowl, and these folks can't stay there. And I'm telling you right now, they're going to be on the street. That's what we're looking they're at. They're not going to be on the street. No. And as Super Bowl week kicks off here in the Valley, visitors are coming from all over to take in all the fun. And that's leaving some who live here in the Valley priced out from hotels. One woman is now preparing to move out. All right, let's hear this one woman's story because this is a real person, a little bit down on her luck. Here in the valley. And it's kind of a bummer that they're actually here and I'm not able to really enjoy 
the situation. Sue, as we will call her, considers herself a lifelong Chiefs fan. But in- Now, she's from here, not okay. from Kansas City, okay? And she lives in this motel. In the days leading up to her team playing the Super Bowl against the Philadelphia Eagles, she's got bigger things to worry about. It's like, I want to be so happy, and then yet I got to worry about where I'm going to live because of them being here. <laughs> Okay, so because her favorite team is here and the motel wants to make more money. For weeks, she says, she's paid about $100 a night. But come Wednesday, she says the rate goes up to more than 300 a night. Okay, so a couple questions here. Chad. Yes. Did they just drop this rate on her, or did they tell her this beforehand? No, I think she she probably knew. I'm hoping. I mean, they, yeah, you know, look, uh, it's I stayed at a lot of hotels for because up until COVID, I was staying up here most nights. Right. So you have you, an hour commute home. Yeah, I have an hour commute home, and, and and you know, getting up super early, you know, just being able to sleep an extra hour or two really charges me up sometimes. And so there are times when I know it's like, okay, there are certain parts of the city that you can't or the surrounding areas you can't stay in because. Okay, baseball season's here for spring training, so I know these hotel prices are going to be right. more expensive. And you know, you can go over here. Uh, it, it's they, they kind of give you a warning that prices are going to go up in certain areas. I just kind of knew, but mm. it, it, yeah, I mean, it can. You know, again, we we're talking was it last week? There's some Motel Six right across the street. What's it? A thousand bucks? Yeah. yeah. So Sue has been living in Motel Six. Sue has made a room inside a Motel 6 along Chandler Boulevard, her home since December. Her goal is to save money until she gets enough to pay down the security deposit and first month's rent at an apartment. For weeks, she says, she's paid about $100 a night. But come Wednesday, she says the rate goes up to more than 300 a night. I don't know how I'm going to live on the streets. I've never lived on the streets, and I have pets. I have two puppies, and I have, my, I have a dog and a cat. Four animals and on the streets, and I'm a hard working women. Sue was reluctant to show her face in this interview, but decided to reveal it when we agreed to use another name. All right. It's tough. By the way, that's $3,000 a month she pays for a place to live. Think about that. That's $3,000. times 30. Yeah. Even I could do that. Although you just did write it down. <laughs> I wanted to check your math. So she's paying about $3,000 a month. The difference is, is she can afford to pay that because she doesn't have to put on a security deposit. Right. And that's the big chunk that eats up some of these, the, the people's that are, are on that fringe element of, of she probably lives somewhere and she got priced out of the market. And, you know, these people own a house and said, look, we're going to, you know, instead of it, we're going to double the rent. And she's like, I can't afford to stay here, but she doesn't have the money for a security deposit. If she did, she'd probably only paying about 1400 bucks a month for a one bedroom. Yeah. So she's saving up. She's trying to. It is. It's hard to save up when you're spending three grand a month. Yeah. I don't think she probably makes three or four grand a month. a month is yeah. a lot of money. Yeah. So where does she go? Like, you could stay at a shelter. Uh, I hope she has some friends. Maybe she can stay at a friend's house. Probably the city may put some, you know, may may give them vouchers to move further away. I mean. But isn't it weird? The Super Bowl comes here and it is pushing people onto the streets. It's taking people out of a hotel because some people do live out of a hotel room. Sue is one of them. Uh, I remember, do you, like in 08, when the whole housing crisis happened. Oh, yeah. We had buses here in Phoenix stopping at Motel 6 to get the kids because guess what? Their parents lost the house. Hey, when I was, you know, when I was staying at hotels a lot, some of the hotels I stayed at, they ran, you know, you'd go in there and you would see people that you're like, they're living here. Absolutely. You know, I mean, there's a there's a great documentary out there actually done by Nancy Pelosi's daughter about the people who 
live essentially across the street from Disneyland in hotels, they can't afford to go to Disneyland. They can't afford to pay for parking. They can barely, barely afford to live. There are people that live their life that way. They're always one or two paychecks behind. Yeah. Sometimes it's because they've done some things in life and they made bad decisions. Sometimes it's it, it's lose the, a job. It's a, they lost a job and yeah. things have gotten out of hand. Medical bills. Yeah, little things like that. But there are people, when I was, remember, I'm in some of these hotels and I'm like, wow, there are people that live here. Yeah, yeah. You know, and now some of the people that live there around the valley, they're getting priced out because of the Super Bowl. Yeah, they've and the Super figure, Bowl will be gone. They'll have to figure something out for five or six days. Yeah, five or six days. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, they're not, it's not here for six months. No, but you don't want to be on the street. No, no, you don't. And that's why shelters, and I'm sure some of these places say, look, you're going to have to go out further away. Yeah. Yeah. But it's tough if you don't have a good car or you don't have a Or you don't have a car. Because you, you could go sleep in your car, yeah. which is not, you know, I don't want. We but it's anybody. better than sleeping it's, on the street. Of course it is. And, and the other side of it is, too, she's got animals. Uh, a lot of shelters in, aren't going to take animals. Any, and so shelter. you're in a lot of, you know, you got to start thinking, is this really what I need right now? Right. Uh, you got to think, you know, what's best for you. Yeah. All right. Uh, the Super Bowl, it is kind of forcing Valley residents out of some hotels. And those folks live in those hotels, and they don't have anywhere to go, and they've got to figure it out, and it's very, that's tough. All right, coming up next, uh, we talked about this yesterday. An Arizona Christian school won't accept a child because her parents are gay. All right, I took a look at this, Chad. Mm-hmm. Is it against the law to do that? Okay. All right, we're going to talk about that next. Gatos and Chad Show. Drive home with the Gatos and Chad Show. Yeah, baby. Uh, yesterday, uh, I, I, this story bugs me. And you know it bugs me. It, it hits me deep. Um, I'm a Christian. So are you. Yep. Uh, and we talked about the story yesterday. It's a, uh, a Christian uh, school here in uh, Queen Creek. And they are not letting uh, uh, a girl in their school because her parents are gay. Her parents are Don and Jose. And the pastor of this school... Uh, said, you can't come here. Your parents, they're, they're gay. They're, you're not welcome on campus. And I think that's very unchristian-like. Um, I think if you have a child uh, and you're running a Christian school, does that child not deserve to learn about God? I, I think they do. Um, I think uh, I think this is one reason why a lot of people are turning away from church and God. And uh, I think that they see the louder people out there. Uh, like the Jacksonville Church, who says, yes. "Hey, you can't be a member of the church unless you unless you take a pen and sign this contract." Uh, and it's all about sexuality and uh, marriage. And listen, you think marriage is between a man and a woman? Great. You think gay marriage is okay? Great. Here's my point today. It's a little different because all that stuff it, it makes me. Mad. I think a church should welcome everybody. If you're Absolutely. A, if you're a lesbian, you should come here. If you are gay, I want you here. Let's let's all learn. And and the one thing that bugs me is a lot of these churches and a lot of these schools, they just look at the one thing. They look at, oh, well, they're gay and that's a sin. I don't know if they just look at one thing. It's the one thing that you can see. Like if you let's just say you you are, you know, somebody goes there and they're having an affair. I can't see. There's no scarlet letter. Right. Where if you walk up holding hands with another man, that's something that you can see. It's almost like, okay, well, then adultery is just fine. No, it's not that adultery is fine. But but if I don't know about it. I know, but we're going to let your child in even though you are sleeping with everybody except your wife. But how if I I don't know? know. I I know. But 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 here's the thing, Gatos. So what you're saying is if they found out somebody was having an affair and they they said you you need to break it off, stop now, or we're going to have to ask your kid to leave, you're okay with it then. I don't know if that would ever happen. 
Because as you but said, we pointed out stuff yesterday well, where it's one happened. One person in Ohio, you pointed no, out. No, but there's there's hundred. You could have gone through. What I've, about what about people that are on OnlyFans? I don't they, know what that is. You don't know what OnlyFans no, is? No, I don't know what that We've is. We've talked about it a hundred times. I don't know what it is. Okay. What is it? So, for those of you who don't know, it's a little bit hipper. OnlyFans is is a place where you can do just about anything, and that includes some nudity and things okay. of that nature. So it's pornography. No, it's not all pornography, okay. but portions of it are. Uh, but there are people across the country, not just, you know, because this isn't the first place, that they're told, well, you can't, your kid okay. can't come here, or you can't volunteer. You can't well, volunteer. That's another one, too. You're so, right. You know, or okay. you can't do any of these things with your kids, or, and your kids are going to have to leave. So let me put it in a different aspect, because we argued about this yesterday. Don't we have this school choice movement going on? Yeah. Okay. Isn't that where you take your tax dollars and, you know, you could go to the school that you want? All right. So these, when it, when it comes to this, this so-called school choice movement... You know, make no mistake about it. These schools are choosing which families they want to serve and which families they do not want to serve. That's isn't that taxpayer discrimination? Like mm, it's a private school. It's a private school. But if you're starting to receive funds, if you're starting to receive, well, they're money, turning down funds. Well, but everyone else is getting in with their funds. And then so, you have this school saying, hey, I'll take all of your money. I'll take the 30 students who want to come here. Great. Come on in. But the one kid, your parents are gay. Eh, eh. That's against the law. So, so there's a federal law in 1972, and it prohibits schools uh, that receive federal aid from discriminating on the basis of sex in all programs and activities. So this extends to parents as well as students, school employees. It literally protects protects anyone who wants to interact with the school. Now, is that federal money? Well, I'm just saying. But here's the thing. The difference is if that's, if that's federal money, this isn't federal money. This is state with money. With the voucher program, even a private Christian school, they're receiving. That is federal tax dollars, Chad. How is it federal tax dollars? It, it just, that's what that's what Title IX says. It's 1972. Yeah, but how is that federal? Because if, if, if like, Ducey signed that thing where you're going to be able to take your money that, that you get from taxes that you paid into here and take it somewhere, uh, that if that's state money, that's a different story than federal money. Well, from what I understand, it's also federal money. So let me just make sure. A Christian, a Christian school, I, they can't say, I'll take the vouchers from 300 kids. But not from the one child whose parents are homosexual. That sounds like discrimination to me if you're going to take money. Well, and prove I think it in they, court. I think they have a lawsuit. Well, then do it. Prove yeah. it in court. Yeah. Here's the thing. If that's true, then I can send my kid to any school regardless of their belief. Even if they think God's a joke and an absolute fairy tale, I can still send them there. And they could go against every belief we have, and it should be just okay. I just think this makes... Christianity look ridiculous. Well, uh, good news is the Church of England's going to fix that because they're getting rid of God the Father. I don't know what that means. So there's no longer going to be Father. Jesus didn't have a Father. It's being Who's saying this. The, the Church of England. That's uh, like uh, our biggest organization saying we no longer pray to Heavenly Father. It's either going to be replaced by a female pronoun oh, well, like or a, a non-binary, oh, uh, non-gender. I hope not. Why? That's what everybody wants. No, it's not what everybody. Eh, it's kind of what everybody's screaming about the loudest. I think everybody's screaming the loudest, but I, I don't know. I don't think that's what. Everybody, I don't, well, if you're I don't screaming the loudest, yeah. isn't that what it's all about? I don't anymore? know. I would say if Jesus said that his <laughs> that he had a father, no, I'm because go with that what one. they're saying is we don't know if Jesus meant he was non-binary. Oh, geez. All right, now you're getting oh, way off Jesus. track. Oh, Jesus. That's where we are in this world. I don't know. It's all happening, people. This yeah. is it. 
And again, I would be fine with somebody coming because the whole thing should be allowing people to come to your school and embracing them. But at the same time, it's your organization, you're private. And if you don't want somebody involved in it, well, that's your business. That's fine. I'll take my dollars elsewhere. Yeah. This, I said, I said it yesterday. This school, hey, love your neighbor, but unless they're, they're gay, you can't love them. Love your neighbor unless they're gay. That's well, it not, doesn't say hate that is the not gay Christianity. person. That's it, not Christianity. No. Yeah, so. so this school might want to take a course in Christianity, even though they call themselves a Christian church or school. We should get somebody off from the school. Coming up next. Oh, Becky Lynn, hold up the headlines. No Stick way. around. Arizona's news station. News station. KTAR. On air. 92.3 FM. Online at KTAR.com. And streaming live on the KTAR News app. Your breaking news and traffic. Now. It's 3.30 and you know what that means. Time for us to hold up the headlines. Here's Becky Lynn. Well, in downtown Phoenix this morning, all eyes were looking up as a man free climbed the 483-foot Chase Tower. KTAR Shira Tanzer is in the news center with more on this dangerous climb. 23-year-old Maison Desham, who calls himself the pro-life Spider-Man, scaled the 40-story building to raise money for an anti-abortion organization. Captain Todd Keller with the Phoenix Fire Department says the climb could have turned fatal at any time. We're in constant communication with this individual the entire time. If this person got fatigued or he needed help, we were ready to act and help this person off the tower. Desham safely reached the top of the tower and was taken into custody. He faces charges of trespassing and criminal nuisance. Live in the news center, Shira Tanzer, KTAR News. Holding up the headlines. Becky Lynn reads the news while Gatos and Chad interrupt and react to the day's top stories. Yeah, I mean, what if there was a fire somewhere and these uh, firefighters were trying to help this loser? See, that's what drives me crazy. And who's going to pay for that? You know, Phoenix taxpayers. Is this guy going to pay anything? It's oh, like, yeah. Don't they charge people like for this stupidity now? Uh, I think that they should. You know, we have a stupid motorist law. How about we have a stupid climbing a building law? I thought they charge people now for being an idiot. Like if you get lost somewhere and they tell you not to go out there and you do it anyways, I thought they charge you now for being an idiot. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it does annoy me because what's your what, what are you doing? You, are you trying to tell us abortion is bad? Abortion is good. You know, it all it all He's just gets lost in the. Spider Man, okay. are you and listening? What, what did you? What did we? What did you accomplish? Well, if you go to his GoFundMe, because apparently he's got one, he's trying to help somebody with their uh, a baby whose baby's daddy walked away from something. I, I, I don't. I and don't. the best way to do that is to climb a building and get dozens. Because we talking about him of firefighters. I think it goes against his cause. Chad. Yeah, because when you do this about him, <laughs> right? When when you do something stupid like that, it goes against the cause. It's just so bizarre. So I really don't care what you're about. Again, you and right? I, how many times do we say this, Gatos? If you Gosh. make our day longer and worse, we will hate your cause <laughs> and we will champion we're, against we're you. We're holding up the headlines. All eyes on Arizona. Countdown to the big game. Well, security's ramping up all across the valley as we get closer to the Super Bowl. There are about 100,000 visitors expected for the big game. Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas Ooh. telling reporters Ooh. in downtown Phoenix this morning. We have no specific credible threat against the Super Bowl. Which is good news. Still, he says authorities are on high alert. Countering weapons of mass destruction teams are among those on site ready to respond to any threat. And this Super Bowl Sunday, while you're watching the game, others are going to be watching the skies. KTAR's Colton Krolak joins us now live with more. 
That's right, Becky. Fighter jets will be active and airborne on Sunday and will respond to aircraft getting too close to restricted airspace. It could be a matter of minutes uh, from the time that uh, you're out there just flying along, having a good time, not talking to anybody, and then boom, there's a uh, F-16 or an F-15 on your wing saying, hey, come and follow me. Major Robert Beast Barlow with the North American Aerospace Defense Command says both air traffic control and fighter pilots will attempt to contact the pilot. If that doesn't work, a jet will fly next to the plane to get the pilot's attention. Reporting live, Colton Krolak, KTAR News. Lots more Super Bowl stories at KTAR.com slash AZ Super Bowl. Is it our turn now? It's your turn now. Okay, and if that doesn't work, they'll <laughs> escort it out of, of the place. They don't want to shoot anything down if it's dangerous because it could fall on people. <laughs> and if my orcas is as good oh. at stopping uh, uh, the people, people coming across the border, uh, the Super Bowl's in trouble. How dare he come here? He should bring that Mayorkas guy should be banned from the state. There's no Super Bowl credible threats that yeah. things are going to happen. He also said the border is secure. Secure, except for the part where he's off mic and go, it's screwed! It's screwed and we're just letting it happen. How dare he come to my state? You think he's stopping by the border? <laughs> <laughs> if the Super Bowl was at the border, he wouldn't go. Becky Lynn, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's your turn now. Is it my? Oh, it's my turn again. Yeah. Valley political expert Stan Barnes says the president will be spotlighting the economy during his State of the Union speech tonight. Half a million jobs were created in January, and the unemployment rate dropped to its lowest level in 54 years at 3.4%. I mean, he's going to talk about a good economy, even though I think a lot of Americans don't think it's a good economy. The First Lady's guests for the State of the Union address include Lynette Bonar, from Tuba City and the Navajo Nation. She joined the First Lady for the opening of the first cancer center on a Native American reservation in 2019. And tonight, you'll be able to hear the State of the Union address live right here, starting at 7 o'clock, followed by the Republican response. You can listen in right here at 92.3 FM, online, or on our KTAR News app. Can't yeah, wait. it's going to be fun. Yeah, here's the thing, though. Biden can put out some of these numbers that are actually pretty good on the economy. But the bottom line is, how do you feel? Yeah. Do you really have more money in your pocket? No. The answer is no. Not after last year with gas prices. And I know you, can, you can't blame the president for gas prices, uh, all that t- inflation. Okay, he definitely deserves some blame on that. But, you know, you can, you can roll out, okay, the low, lowest unemployment rate in 52 years. But remember, you know, the it jobs. was lowest unemployment rate with, you know, the previous guy. And, and then, yeah, but the inflation wasn't there. The inflation the wasn't prices. there. And the gas prices weren't right. there. And you saying I created 7 million jobs. No, you allowed 7 million people in many cases to go back to work. And people feel like I went from saving a little to paycheck to paycheck. Now I'm yeah. not making enough. So, so when you listen tonight, listen to some of the numbers that Biden will give you. They're good. The economic numbers are pretty good. But you've got to ask yourself, do you feel better? And you probably don't. Holding up the headlines. So we've got the Super Bowl on Sunday. That's what I heard. Got mm. the WM Phoenix Open all week long. That's what I hear. But mm-hmm. there's something else we really haven't talked about yet that's also coming up right after the Super Bowl. Valentine's Day. We don't talk about that. Uh, One week away. Americans are expected to spend nearly $26 billion on the holiday this year. Men are expected to spend (laughs) $26 billion. billion. (laughs) WalletHub, though, says one in four Americans don't expect their Valentine to spend any money on gifts this year. Now, when it comes to the best places to go for Valentine's Day, Scottsdale is ranked sixth in the nation. Guess what's on the top of the list? New York. San Francisco. 
Who wants oh. to go step over poop hey, on the guys, way to dinner? Hey, guys, guess what I got you? I got you your own pooper scooper. <laughs> Nothing says love like picking up poop. <laughs> we got you some boots, so when you step in it, you just take those boots off. We're holding up the headlines. All right. Becky Lynn reads the news at 3.30. Uh, we interrupt and uh, react to the day's top stories. We call it holding up the headlines. And it's brought to you by... Brought to you by... Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty, East Valley's HigherPrice.com. All right. Coming up next, they were Battlefield Warriors. Now they're stuck in an office and hate it. We'll explain next. It's the Gatos and Jack Show. Uh, let's dance... Put on your wet shows and dance to blows. He gets Elmer Fuddy in the middle of it. No, he doesn't. Does he? Does he? Look at that. Pablo's Elmer like, yeah. Elmer Fudd in the middle he of it? He kind of does. You know what? Elmer you, Fuddy. You may have ruined that song for me. Shows and... All right. Uh, coming up, uh, coming some up. Uh, anti-abortion activists uh, climbed a building in downtown Excuse me. Phoenix. Yeah. That's Peter Parker, the oh, pro-life. And he's not anti-abortion. He's pro-life. Words matter, Gatos. Words are violence. He's pro-abortion? No, he's pro-life. What part of pro-life do we not understand? Am I not? Is my, is my English poor? You know what I'm going to do, though? Er- since, he, since he did that stupid thing, I'm just going to say he's pro-abortion to tick him off. <laughs> he can't hear you now because he's in custody. No, he's in sure. jail. We'll talk about that in a second. Was that the dumbest stunt in Super Bowl you week what, history? I bet he was happy doing what he loved. Climbing. This is the story of the day that makes my heart sing. Oh, I like when your heart sings. This is what all the kids in America want. And you know what? They're probably agreeing with them. The Taliban. Oh, this is a new story. We're off of the uh, we're off. Well, of this the, goes of the with guy. this, right? Oh, okay. Because right. he was I'm probably doing that. I'm just trying to follow Gatos, you, man. He's probably doing that because he wants to make his heart sing. He's I, making everybody happy. My this heart, is what he dreams. My heart's not singing right now. The Taliban. They're not happy, Gatos. I'm not. I'm familiar with the Taliban. They're bad dudes. You know why? Their hearts are not singing because they're there's. It sucks that they have to have a regular job because once the war was over, they long for the days of not having responsibility. Hmm. Their anger is rising. Why? Because, well. They enjoyed spending time on Twitter, and they enjoyed spending time planning jihad. <laughs> they do not enjoy high rent and commutes to work. <laughs> <laughs> what they liked was fighting the Russians for 10 years, and then us for 20 years. Yeah. And now they don't know what to do with themselves. Yeah. So uh, they have to take over all the industries. They have to occupy the buildings. They said they're bored of day-to-day drudgery. <laughs> I'm bored. Yeah. <laughs> this is great. So they talked to a bunch of... Who would have thought? To Talibanis. punish the Taliban, we all we'd have to do is leave. That's it. Hey, guys, let me tell you how we're going to do this. We're going to give them the drudgery of our lives. Nine to five jobs with just horrible bosses. Oh, Bueller, Bueller. You know, what was it? What's that movie? Uh, uh, Office Space. Office yeah, Space. Yeah, I'm going to have to ask you to come in tomorrow and stop jihading. <laughs> so they talked to me you- about the stapler. Oh, yeah. Okay, where's my got stapler? it. Where's my, where's, where's my rocket launcher? I love it. Uh, they asked a bunch of Taliban uh, folk, <laughs> age 24 to 32. Only spent, men, because they're only allowed yeah, to speak They there. spent uh, anywhere between 6 and 11 years in the Taliban, uh, and they had commanders. They had snipers. They had uh, deputy commanders, fighters. They talked to them, and they said, here's a former sniper said, life was simple during the free, <laughs> life was simple and free during Jihad. All we had to do was make plans for uh, Taraz, which is attack against the enemy, and retreat. People didn't expect. <laughs> anything from us. We had little responsibility towards them, whereas now if somebody's hungry and deems us to uh, to fix it, we're responsible for that. <laughs> I, long, I long for the days in the cave. He goes, one of them said, he used to be free of restrictions, but now he has to sit at one place during a, a behind a desk and a computer 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Life has become so worrisome. 
Another one complains about the fact that he goes, rent's too damn high. Yeah. Our salary's only $180 a month. Well, it's fully sufficient here. I can't bring my family. On top of that, uh, he goes, life is no longer tolerable. Last few months have become more congested in town. Mm. Uh, I'm sitting inside of a cubicle in an office from 8 to 4 every day. <laughs> Being a terrorist was way more fun. He's upset because if he takes the day off, they cut his wages. Oh, oh my lord! Well, at least he's allowed to speak. At least he's allowed to go outside. At least he's allowed to go see a doctor if he's sick. Women can't do that. At least he's allowed to go to college. Women can't do that over no. there. No, Kamran said, "Who? Kamran? He's another fighter. Okay, got I'm it. sort of happy with my job, but often miss the days of jihad. Yeah, times that every minute of our life was counted as worship." We used to live amongst the people. Many of us now are caged ourselves to offices and palaces, abandoning the simple life. I'm concerned for our Mujahideen. No, oh, The real test, now here it goes. The real test comes as there are more opportunities to do what? To have cars and positions and wealth and women. And God forbid that many of our Mujahideen brother fall into the trap. I think they like the days of raping and pillaging, blowing stuff up. That's what they were used to. Well, it was exciting, right? You For know. them, it was exciting. It was barbaric. Up until though. the point where they got blown to bits and pieces. Well, they deserve to get blown to bits That's and pieces. That's right. You know, but it's uh, it's hilarious. So they're That's all crazy. upset. Yeah. That uh, uh, one of them says there is a proverb in our area that money is like a shackle. <laughs> Now, if we complain or don't come to work or disobey the rules, they cut our salaries. Unlike jihad, mm. now particularly when the battles are long gone, the risk is zero. The Emirati find countless people to work with them uh, in return for a salary. They're frustrated because they've got a three-bedroom, two-bath shackle. It's amazing. Instead of lying on the on the cold, you know, ground of a cave, hiding inside of a cave, yeah, with other you know dudes. They would rather go back to that than have a job and maybe some security and four walls and a bed. Because they have responsibility now. All right, coming up next, uh, look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's an anti-abortion activist climbing a building in downtown Phoenix next.